everyone, welcome to Retro Trigger, a show about everything retro here on Hack the Dino, and just another one of the little arms we're putting out to grab things like your eyes and your ears and your nose and heads, shoulders, knees and toes. I'm Ben Rosenthal, I'm here being the host and the researcher, and I'm joined by one of our fellow Dino Tears, is that, is that our name? Dino Riders, no, I'm going to call Dino us officially Riders. Dino Riders, we're yes, Hack the Dino do. Dino Riders. Uh, Floppy Starrick is here. Hey guys, how are we all today? Good, I hope. I don't know why I was expecting a response then. But no, they said it was good. I, I heard oh, them cool. through time Ooh. and space. I have that ability. Weird. Uh, cool so and tonight, creepy. Tonight, today, tonight, whatever it is, we're going to be talking about the Super Nintendo or the SNES, which is why I've called this episode Super Nintendino. I love that so much. <laughs> it's a mouthful. It's not. I had to practice it a lot. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much, you've never owned a Super Nintendo, correct? That is correct. I had played a couple that friends had uh, in the 90s, but I never owned one because my dad had a PC and he was like, nah, I don't need consoles, got a PC. No, uh, PC master race at a young age. No, nah, he just had it for work. But, you know, he was like, anything he had to do to not buy another thing. Yeah, my parents were like that as well. Like, I think that's why I'm so uh, easy with my money now when it comes to collecting things because I wasn't allowed to have stuff. I believe I've got the same bug. I, I had some really cool stuff as a kid that my parents, like they bought me a lot of Lego, things like that. But it was, there was just so much stuff that I wanted because I like stuff and things. Mm. And now when, as soon as I got money to be able to do it myself, it's hard to turn that dial down. Yeah, well, uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, you probably wouldn't be able to see this, but I'm sitting right in front of part of my collection, which uh, if this goes up as video, you can see it in the background there. It's it's expensive and uh, I'm running out of space, so I need a big house. Anyway, this is Retro Trigger. Uh, it is basically covering everything that's 15 years old and part of the pop culture. Um, as I mentioned, Super Nintendo. Um, what do you know about the Super Nintendo, Floppy? Look, I, I know how much of an impact it had on the industry, uh, how popular it was getting into homes. When it comes to the games, I know names of the sort of the iconic ones, but having the fact that, due to the fact that I never really played a lot of them, it's about as far as my knowledge goes of it. Right. Well, I've got a little uh, spiel here to give you a little bit of background as well as those listening on the uh, radio waves. Uh, so the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or SNES, or the SNES, or the Super Nintendo, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a 16-bit home video game console developed by Nintendo. It was released in 1990 in Japan and South Korea, 1991 in North America, 1992 in Europe and Australia, 1993 in South America and in Brazil. Now, in Japan, it is called the Super Famicom. Did you know that? I did know this. Do you know what Famicom stands for? I'm going to go with now. This is purely just playing on words. Is it family something? Yes. Very close. Family right, computer. Family computer. Yeah. All family right. computer. Because uh, the NES, which we had over here, uh, was called the Famicom over there. And it was just known as the family computer. And over there, I know you've seen it because I've brought it into to the show um the critical path a couple of times but uh it also came with like a tape deck adjustment and a keyboard and it was a a computer system, i've seen it it was basically. crazy i don't know how much that stuff was ever utilized uh hardly ever <laughs> hardly <Yeah>. ever <laughs> at all like rob the robot uh so in was South it made to make it more um more like a entertainment device and less like a toy well originally it was pitched as a toy like when the NES and the Famicom came out, they were sold in the toy section. That's why they had a Rob. Okay. Uh, so it wasn't an electronic. It wasn't a computer. They weren't going up against that. They were going for the, the toy market. And I think it, I don't know, some kind of tax write-off as well, if it was a toy and not a computer. Oh, okay. they, sure. they avoided some kind of tax. Um, in South Korea, the Super Nintendo was known as the Super Comboy, and it was distributed by Hyundai just because of um, import taxes and whatnot, much like in China. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Hyundai is responsible for the original, uh, the, the Pong machines, I believe. Um, so it's known as the Comboy. It looks exactly the same as our version, the, uh, the nice, beautiful SNS that you have, um, not the purple and grey tissue box that the US had for some reason. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the reasoning behind that as well. But it was basically the same. It just had uh, a Korean writing on it called a comboy so i don't have one of them in my collection but it's something i really want to hunt down at some point 
Uh, so have you seen the Super Nintendo from the US, the, the purple tissue box? The gray with the little purple buttons and it was Yeah, square. yeah, yeah. They did that to make it appeal to the um, United States people a lot more. They figured uh, their version and our version was too colorful, too bright, too kitty, whereas making it have angles and purple buttons looked more serious. That seems odd. Mm. Do people Very prefer odd. it? Do, are there, um, do people uh, in America prefer that one or do they like, is it sort of ours is more sought after? A majority of people prefer the American one in America, whereas I think it's the most ugliest thing I've ever seen. I've actually got one sitting just there. It's horrendous. I think it looks horrible. It, it is. Yeah. It really is. Uh, the SNES was a global success, becoming the best-selling console of the 16-bit era after launching relatively late and facing intense competition from Sega's Genesis, which is our Mega Drive, uh, in North America and in Europe. It overlapped the NES's 61.9 million unit sales. The SNES remained popular well into the 32-bit area with 49.1 million units sold worldwide by the time it was discontinued in 2003. 2003 it was uh it continues to be popular among collectors and retro gamers obviously with new homebrew games and nintendo's emulated releases such as on the virtual console the super nes classic edition and nintendo switch online now did you know that they still make uh some super nintendo games i, I say knew that. You that there was some homebrew stuff that yeah. got made just yeah. because i've seen it on other channels and things like that but Usually over in America, um, it, it wasn't, sorry, not America, over in Japan. Uh, it's got a lot bigger of a following there. Uh, you can go into video game stores and see new releases from people who have just come up with their homebrew on their own uh, emulator things. And you can so buy it on a car. it's a legal way to do You can... Oh, well, I don't know about legal. I don't know the legalities <laughs> behind it. But it, it's certainly uh, available to play on there. I mean, I've got uh, a officially licensed street fighter two cart that I got from, um, uh, I am eight bit. They did for the anniversary. It's just up there. Actually, I should have got it down. Uh, and that came as a red clear red cart that plays in your super Nintendo, uh, well your U S super Nintendo, but guess what? Completely at random of the, I think 50,000 were made. 5,000 came in a glow-in-the-dark, translucent green cartridge color, and it was completely random. Guess who got one? No way. Yeah, I got one of the 5,000. That was uh, a yeah. limited edition. Just completely awesome. random. It was, ah, oh, blew my mind. Right, so you mentioned before you know some of the games like all the, uh, the big wigs. What games, do you oh, think I like to, what, what games do you think you'd like to buy? Did we mention that you've got a SNES? You bought your first one? Yes, yeah, so I got my first episode. one. It arrived in the mail, um, which I unboxed recently. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very happy with it. It's very cool. I haven't plugged it in yet. I haven't actually done I've, I've avoided it until we've uh, recorded this. And then I'm going to go and... And see if it boots up. It, it's crossed. I'm going to go with, yes, it does. Because <laughs> under so, warranty from where I bought it. <laughs> do you have a list of games that you'd like to try? I do. Now, I've... I had a, a look at some um, top 10 lists of other people that are around the place in the industry and things like that. And I had some games that I already knew of that I'd like to play. Right. Things what that I've they? seen footage of. Okay. So number one, now bearing in mind, I've written this list with no knowledge of uh, or no research into cost or availability. Good. <laughs> I might be able to help you out there. Uh, so number one is Super Metroid. Yep. Super Metroid being super popular. Oh, I do love how they put just super in the front of every name, by the way. Yeah, like the um, 64. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so Metroid and, and the Castlevanias and having that sort of, that Metroidvania influence and everything, I really do want to see where they started to come from. So Super Metroid is, is, is a must. Okay, so Super Metroid is a fantastic game. Probably one of the best uh, of those games ever made. Um, unfortunately, because it is one of those games and it is a Nintendo product, it's pricey. <laughs> So the cart only is 50 to $60 Australian you're looking at. Wow. Um, and again, I've wow. got a boxed version up on my shelf over there. And that's about that's... $200 worth just, yeah. just sitting there. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you might have to save up for that one. And finding one is just as hard. You're probably better off with that one, honestly, getting the SNES Classic or the Mini. Because uh, it is on there, as are a lot of the popular games, the first party games especially. Um, but, you know, it, it, 
you might be a purist like me and like the actual thing. Oh, uh, look, I, eventually I like the actual thing. Um, I don't feel like I need to get them boxed. Yeah. You just but, want to make um, sure just, I just want to play them. I yeah. just want to play them. And to be able to play them on the original, on the original machine is really cool. I agree. Completely. If agree. I can't, then so be it. And I'll, and I'll play them emulated and then see what happens down the track. Um, number two on my list is something that I've, it's a game that I've got on the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to play it on here. I want to play Donkey Kong Country. Yes. Good game. Good game. So I don't know how different it is on the SNES and then Wii and other versions. Uh, it came out in the 64 as well, didn't it? It did, but they're all different games. So Donkey Kong Country. Completely different games? Completely different games. Donkey Kong okay. Country was the first one that came out. It's just a side-scroller, uh, mm-hmm. side-scrolling platform game. Really, really good. Uh, Donkey Kong 64 is a third-person um, sort of 3D platformer. And okay. then the one on the Wii, Tropical Freeze and Donkey Kong Country Returns, is back to the 2D uh, side-scrolling platformer, but is uh, an updated game. So it's a different game. But Donkey Kong Country is a separate game. It still looks great nowadays. Uh, that was what brought Rare to prominence. But yes. but I'm going to... See, that game's not that expensive. You can probably get the cart for about $20, $20, $30. Oh, wow. Searching. Okay. So it's not that hard because it was mass-produced. But personally... The sequel, Diddy's Conquest, is the better game. Oh, see, I saw that on some versions, but I didn't know anything about it. So I didn't yeah, so it this one, Donkey, in the second one, Diddy's Conquest, because it's a pun, so automatically it wins. Um, <laughs> you've got uh, Diddy uh, as the main guy, and then Dixie, his friend, is the yep. second party, and you're going to rescue Donkey Kong from King K. Rule, who's a pirate. Um, the, the game design, the level layout, the game design is a lot better. The, uh, visuals are a lot smoother, a lot more refined, uh, and a lot more enticing. Um, you can okay. get 102% to fi- uh, to finish it. Did well, you know about that? By definition, that is by definition impossible. I but, know. Um, but I'll oh, go you with you. <laughs> so Donkey Kong Country, uh, it gives you, cause I have hidden, hidden areas, uh, and Donkey Kong Country, uh, each time you save, it gives you a percentage of the game that you've completed. Then once you've got all the bonus areas, it says 100%. But in one of the secret bonus areas, there's another secret bonus area. And if you get that, (laughs) as well as everything else, you get 101% completion. And then Donkey Kong... Sorry, was this one of the things that was known about the game or did someone stumble across it? Uh, It it was known because magazines at the time, so like the the Super Nintendo magazines at the time, uh, reported on it. So you've got... uh, you remember reading those magazines. I collect them. Uh, I, do, I do. I wish I'd still had some of the ones that I had. I used to pick them up just because I liked reading about games. Yeah. I never had the Nintendo one, but um, I used to pick them up from secondhand shops and stuff. Yeah. Again, you're looking at probably 10 to 20 bucks per magazine nowadays. Um, that is, from some of the blows my mind. Crazy. Ones. Yeah. I threw out my entire collection. I'm just going back and getting them all now. Moving, man. I lost a lot during my moves. Anyway, back to Diddy's Conquest. That's probably the better one to play, and you can't play I'm gonna that. I'm going to write that down. It is Conquest. Good. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, you can play on the SNES Mini as well. So, again, you've okay. already got two games that you wanted to play that are available easily on the SNES Mini. Um, cool. But Diddy's Conquest isn't available on there, so you should look into that. What All would right, you say Diddy's Conquest goes for as a loose cart? Uh, about $40. Okay. Uh, so, my next one is Super Mario World. Now, Super I don't actually Mario know anything World. about this game, but I just I know of it. You know of it? Uh, mm. Possibly the second greatest Mario game ever made. <laughs> the first one being uh, Mario Brothers 3. Okay. Uh, yeah, Super Mario World is just a, a game, a console-defining game. Uh, it was a launch title. Uh, again, secret levels. It introduced secret levels. Uh, it expanded on the world map that we saw in Mario Brothers 3. Um, again, different exits uh to the level so you've got your main exit but then you've got two or three sub exits which take you to other areas so you can complete the game as well oh, wow. uh yeah full of secrets brilliant to play still holds up today super mario world is amazing and you can get that for about 30 dollars, but also get that on the snes mini so again yeah these main ones that people love are available you know relatively ready so if you were to buy Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario World, and Super Metroid, you're probably looking at about $100 there for three games. 
which is and about I, the price of a SNES SNES classic. Mini. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Super Mario World, fantastic, fantastic game, uh, must play. I would say, fantastic, must play. cool. All right, done. I'm going to put a little star by that one. Good. What else you got there? Uh, Super Mario All Stars. Yes. Okay. So Mario All Stars. That was a. Um, uh, it was a remake of the first three games uh, that appeared on the NES with updated graphics, uh, as well as the Lost Levels, which was actually Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2. Now, do you know the story behind the Lost Levels? I do not. So the Lost Levels was actually Super Mario Brothers 2 that came out in Japan. Uh, it was Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, so the original Super Mario Brothers, so same graphics, same game style, but they changed the rules of what you knew. So the very first level of uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, the Lost Levels, you jump up, you hit a mushroom block, and a different color mushroom pops out. And, yeah. of course, Super Mario Brothers, you think, well, I'll grab that, I'll get a power-up. So you grab it, but it's a poisonous mushroom, and it kills you straight away. And from, oh. that, from that instant, you go, right, this isn't the game that I'm used to playing. So while it looks, and, uh, looks the same, it feels completely different. It feels like a completely new game. It is harder. Um, there are more... Uh, precision jumping involved and what happened is they sent it over and the guy in the u.s um who was the nintendo representative over in the u.s played it and then went back to japan and said this is too hard the, the people over here won't enjoy it so wow. what nintendo did was took another first party game they had called doki doki panic reskinned their main characters there were four main characters so reskinned them so there was toad princess mario and luigi and made super mario brothers 2 <laughs> so Super Mario Brothers 2 in the in Japan is called Super Mario USA, but you can also get Doki Doki Panic for the Famicom. Uh, sorry for the Famicom Disk System, which is uh, the original game, and all it is is a re- the characters are reskinned to be Mario characters. So did that put the releases out of order, out of sync in? Yeah, but Japan back in the then, US? like when we got Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 was already being released in Japan. So like, the delay. The delay back then was huge. It wasn't an instantaneous... You internet, did you? So. No, no internet, no anything like that. I mean, magazines, you had Polaroids of screens that were your <laughs> screenshots, literal screenshots. Um, yeah, so uh, back to Mario All-Stars. It has Mario 1, 2, or Mario USA, 3, and the Lost Levels. All redone graphics, uh, all 16-bit sprites. Uh, looks fantastic, plays fantastic, is a must-play. It's a great game. Fantastic, that sounds great. All right. What else you got on there? I'll put a star by that one. Uh, my next one is Street Fighter 2. Yes. But I now, do not know, is there a specific version of Street Fighter 2 on this nest that I should aim for? Yeah, there was three versions of Street Fighter 2 on this yeah, uh, Super was. Nintendo. So you had the original Street Fighter 2, uh, mm-hmm. which was based off the original port. You had Super Street, uh, sorry, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which was based off hyper fighting, which meant you could play as the bosses. You could also select the same character. So if you, I wanted to be Ryu and you wanted to be Ryu, we both could, whereas the first one okay, we couldn't. Cool. And it also was faster. You could add stars on the title screen for how fast you want the game to move. And then you can put in a code on the main screen. I forget what it is now, but you, you punched in a code and then you could get five additional stars to make it even faster. That sounds ridiculous. Uh, and Don't then there was Super Street Fighter 2, which introduced Fei Long DJ... Cammy and T Hawk, uh, which were four new characters, uh, which came out towards the end of the Street Fighter 2 uh, arcade mania. For me, I had Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and it's probably one of the best uh, ports of that game. Okay. So uh, it's, I think, well known as being the best one. See, what I should have done if I knew we were doing it via video, I should have got down all my collection and shown you all these cards <laughs> because I've got them all up there. Would but, you say uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo is the most popular out of those yeah. three? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, also, the probably the, one of the easiest to find. Uh, you okay. can probably so get a Turbo a... cart for about 25 30 bucks. Oh. Again, I didn't ask you about All-Stars, though. Was, what was a loose cart? Uh, about 25 bucks. Okay. Um, so Street Fighter 2 Turbo is also on the SNES Mini. <laughs> okay. So you can see why that machine was very sought after. It's got all these high-end games on there, all yes. at your hands. Uh, but yeah, Street Fighter 2 Turbo is probably the best out of all of them. It's the one I certainly have the most fond memories of. Excellent. Right, Fantastic. what else you got on there? Right. Next on my list is uh, 
Super Punch-Out. Super Punch-Out. Yes. I've never played Super Punch-Out. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Yep. Do you I own was, it? Uh, I think, again, I think it's on the SNES Mini. Um, I'm not sure if I own <laughs> of it. it is. But uh, yeah, something I've never played. Um, looks great. Looks right up my alley. I just never got really into Punch-Out or any of those fighting games because it was more yeah. of a, a timing game. Um, yeah. And you sort of just stand in the same spot. For me, it wasn't. It didn't really capture my attention that much. It wasn't interesting enough for my personal tastes. Okay, would you call it? Um, I mean, obviously, you haven't played it, so it'd be hard for you to call it a must-play for people getting a SNES. Well, see, I wouldn't. Just, I wouldn't say must-play because I own seven all of Nintendo's at the moment, and I've never played, played it. it. So <laughs> it just seems like one of those titles that sort of jumps for when you think Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, have you played Mike Tyson's Punch Out or the original Punch Out? That was the one on the NES. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think I played a little bit of that at a friend's house many, many, probably 30 years ago. Well, I mean, if you can find a reasonable price car, why not? Like, Yeah, very cool. You know, if you want to play it and you can find one for 20 bucks or so, yeah, go for it. Done. All right. We're going to add like a little, that's not the asterisk that's getting it. It's not getting an asterisk next to it. It's getting it to a question mark. Okay, cool. Um, you got another one on there? I do have another one. I have another couple. I actually put down nine and left a space open for number 10. Sweet, because I've got a couple I want to recommend to you as well. And then I went into our Discord as well, uh, which you can join at bit.ly backslash hack the diner and uh, ask some of our uh, Discord people what their favorite games are as well. So we'll go through that. But Ooh, anyway. I see that up there, but I purposely didn't read it. Ooh, good boy. Okay, uh, what else you got? Next one is Star Fox. Yes. I put Star Fox on here. I don't know much about Star Fox, but I like the idea of the character and... Mm-hmm. Um, the team that he has, he runs around with, and their ships look cool, man. Yeah, look, it's a great game. Honestly, though, Lilat Wars on the sixty four is the better game, and it's basically a remake. So, so Star Fox, so Lilac yeah, Wars, Lilat Wars, um, Star Fox sixty four, Lilat Wars, whatever you want to call it. It was called different things in different regions. Uh, that's from okay. Nintendo sixty four. I personally would recommend holding off playing it until you can play that game because it's just the better version of the game. Okay, cool. Noted. Noted. Uh, my next one is something that I've played versions of on other consoles. Um, a racing game, really fast. F-Zero. Yep, that was on my list. Play, yeah, you've got to play that game. It's uh, crazy fast, uh, super fun. Um, it's not the best racing game on the system, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to get flamed for that. But it is a very good game, and unfortunately, it's been forgotten about. Another one of those Nintendo properties that have been forgotten about. But because it's Nintendo, again, it's on the SNES Mini as well. Yeah, I think I played one on the Dreamcast, but I do like no, sort of racing you games. Have I like, was it Dreamcast F- or was it not? F-Zero, no. F-Zero is a No, it would have been on 64? Uh, there were, oh, yeah, there was F-Zero 64. Yep, and GameCube as well. Maybe I was thinking GameCube, actually, because that was the same sort of era as a Dreamcast, wasn't it? Yeah. Mid to late 90s? Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been on something like that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was kind of crazy, big loops and super fast and boosts. And I love that sort of stuff. Good. Um, I'd put it down as a maybe. But okay. only if you can find it for relatively cheap. Like 20 bucks sort of thing? Yeah, 20 bucks should be the going rate. Okay. And I have, uh, highly recommend one... as well with these games. Um, you yep. and I have spoken about going on a game hunt at some point, which we might Ooh, do once all this uh, global pandemic funds died down. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah you got to be smart with the money. You got to research. You got to know what the games are worth, and also what the games are worth to you. I've overspent on games um, in the wild because I've wanted it. Uh, and yeah. I don't really want to go on eBay and, and pay exuberant prices. So a general rule of thumb I go with is eBay price less 20% is generally a fair price. So the medium eBay sold, the eBay sold listings less of 20%. Of course, not the asking listings. Not the asking because you can ask whatever you want. All right, sorry. Yes. So uh, what other game did you have on there? I have one other game on here, which is Teenage Mutant Tur- Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Yeah, that's a cool game. It's also a very expensive <laughs> it- game. I thought it might be because it's a freaking cool game. Yep, yep. Uh, Turtles in Time was the follow-up to the arcade game, which was re- released exclusively for console. Oh, no, no, it was an arcade machine as well. It's an arcade port. Um, so but I, yeah, stupid expensive. I played the arcade one with the four sort of sticks that you would stand around, and that got me loving the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you play 
Turtles in Time or did you play the original uh, Coin Chomper Ninja Turtles game? Well, both of them, but that got me to love the Ninja Turtles. And then I had a friend who had a SNES who had this game and I ever played through it, but I played bits and pieces of it at his right. house and it was awesome. Yeah. Now that's uh, on my list to get. I don't know if I've got that or Tournament tournament Fighters. I think I've got Turtles Tournament Fighters. Um, yeah, great game, but you, you'll be paying 80 bucks plus for that one i thought it might be for the car bloody ninja turtles yeah it's a uh, pricey all right is that your list that is my list all right so i'm gonna throw some at you these are the ones i'm gonna pitch to you these are the ones i enjoy that i own um and i think you should play so coming up first legend of zelda link to the past uh i wonder if there was gonna be a zelda one in there you have to be it's one of the best zelda games there is it's top five zelda games easily um probably well, all right, so my top Zelda games, uh, Breath of the Wild, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Link to the Past. Is that in and that then Wind order? Waker. Uh, maybe. Wind Waker as well. Okay. But yeah, they're, they're my top Zelda games. It, it's fantastic. You, you really have to play. It's, it's e- not easy, but it's easy to follow. It's enjoyable. It's got a great storyline. Um, and for the time, it was, again, bra- groundbreaking. Was it the third Zelda? Uh, fourth. Fourth. So okay. you had Zelda, Zelda 2, yep. Link's, uh, Adventure of Link, Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, uh, A Link's the Past. Gotcha. Or, hang on. No, no, I stand corrected. It was the third because the Game Boy version came out after this because originally Link's Awakening was going to be a port off A Link to the Past, but they couldn't fit the game in. So they just created ah, a new game. So there you go. I stand well, corrected. Because cool. I played Link's Awakening. I played that on the Switch. Yep. And I game. played little bits of it on the Game Boy. Yep. Um, played Breath of the Wild, played Wind Waker, mate, Wii stuff and things like that. But I've never So you've not gone back. played any of the original. I've played number person. one. Oh, okay. That's a good game. I played number one. I have a I had a mini NES. Or I have a mini NES. Cool. Uh, number two one. is hard as nails. Hard as nails. You know, my favorite thing about playing those ones is having a bit of graph paper and drawing <sighs> out the map. I, I love uh, it so much. little story. I, uh, when I was over in Japan on one of my trips, I came across a Japanese uh, Adventure of Link guide, the second one. Um, yeah. And it was like $2 or something. So I thought, oh, I'll grab oh. it. It's got cool pictures. Why not? You know, it was from the time as well. I got it back here to Australia and was flipping through it, opened it up. And it had, whoever owned it previously had graph paper and drawn out their maps <laughs> in Japanese. And I just went, man, this is freaking cool. I like things that have stories attached to them. That is, and, that's yeah. someone's... Yeah, yeah, someone is just, yeah, it's got a story behind it. I don't know. I, I don't read Japanese yet. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Um, cool little story. All right, so uh, Link to the Past. I think you should put that on your list. Again, it's on the SNES Mini. Um, so I think a SNES Mini might, if you enjoy getting these, well, playing these games that aren't available on the SNES Mini, you know, maybe look at get, getting one uh, just mm-hmm. so you can play some of these higher end games. Um, yeah. That's about 50 to $80 for that cart. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart, the first one. Sure. Now, people don't like this one because Mario, again, don't Mario like- 64 is known as sort of like the, the groundbreaking version of this, the sequel. Me okay. personally, I love Mario Kart, the original one. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's just, again, it might be nostalgia coming back, but I used to thrash the hell out of that game. It was that game and Street Fighter 2 <laughs> Turbo which I had, I had it down to a fine art. I could do the mushroom cart in 15 minutes. Um, so if I had 15 minutes to spare before I had to go to school or something, I would sit down and play the mushroom cup just to race it. Uh, my goal was always, I think it was Bowser Castle 1, was to try and lap second place because you can take <laughs> and do jumps and whatnot and cutoffs. I used to play it with my sisters and they always used to complain that I cheated because I'd take shortcuts and my mum would yell at me. <laughs> I've heard about the, is this the one with the infamous rainbow road jump? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. So that's probably the uh, 64 version, but there is a rainbow road, but because it's all 2d graphics that are trying to look 3d rainbow road could give you an epileptic fit. It's, uh, it's okay. pretty full on. Noted. Yeah. It is very shiny, um, very sparkly and very brain damaging. So will you say that one is a must own? For me, it is. Um, do you enjoy the other Mario Karts? Yeah, I do. But if you can get Mario Kart, if you can get it for 20, 30 bucks, yeah, grab it, pick it up. But again, okay. it's on the SNES Mini. So, you know, again, get the ones that aren't on the SNES Mini first and then 
sort of decide what you want to do. Uh, next one, Mortal Kombat 2. This one isn't on the SNES Mini. This is the best port of this version. Uh, it's such a fluid fighting game. It's really, really good. Really good. I Even think I played like it in the arcade. Stand. Yep. Great game. Great fighting game. I don't know if you're a fighting game fan. Um, I but yeah. like them. I'm not good at them. That's right. You don't have to be good at them. I'm not good at them. <laughs> I, I'm awful at Street Fighter, but I still collect them. Uh, it, it's <laughs> not about whether you're any good or not. It's whether you enjoy it. And, yeah, I, and I do i like them i sit there and i die because i keep trying to do these special moves or things like that because they look awesome yeah the fatalities um sub-zero's fatality is hold low punch back back down towards release from the full length of the screen and he does his ice grenade and then just within sweeping zone towards towards down high kick towards down towards towards high punch is his freeze them and then uppercut their head off I don't know how you remember that. Because it's ingrained in my head. <laughs> think of that. Having said that, of, I still remember IDSPISPOPD. What's that? That was from uh, Doom. Oh, right. The original Doom. See, there you go. We got useless crap struck, stuck in our head. Imagine <laughs> if we put the part of our brain to use to further mankind. Oh, anyway. wow. Um, Aladdin. The Super Nintendo really? game. Aladdin. That's a great game on the Super Nintendo. It was made by Capcom. So yeah. the Switch version uh, recently came out with The Lion King, which was the Super Nintendo version, and Aladdin, which was the Genesis version because they had two different versions of this game for the two different consoles. The Super Nintendo had its own standalone version developed by Capcom, and then the, Super Nin- uh, sorry, the Sega Mega Drive had one, I can't remember who it was by, but it was the same people who did The Lion King. So I have that collection on the PS4. So yeah. Does that have the Mega Drive version? Of it Aladdin? has the Mega Drive version, not the Super Nintendo version. Cool. And is the Super Nintendo version better? Um, again, you'd have to talk to people. Uh, the biggest difference is in the Super Nintendo version, you can't have a sword, whereas you can in okay. the Genesis version. Is it um, easier? Because my God, that game is hard. No, no, it's hard. It's, it's as hard. <laughs> it's fun though. Okay. I love it. Um, good thing about it as well, it has a password system. So you can search up the passwords on the uh, internet and just play the levels. Nice. Pretty, pretty worth it. And that's nice. about good. 40 bucks for the cart. What Probably would you say the, the, Morty, the Mortal Kombat cart would be worth? Uh, so 30 to 40 bucks, probably around the 30. Okay. Again, yeah. these popular games are around that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, another game that you really should play, and this is probably a must play, I, I would say okay. you definitely need to dig this one up. I'm not sure if it's on the SNES Mini. I'll have to double check. But uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Oh, okay. I've heard of this. Great game. If you can ignore the screaming baby whenever you get hit, uh, it's four children. I can ignore screaming babies. <laughs> uh, it's a great game. It's a fun platformer, um, completely different to Super Mario World, while still maintaining some of the the platforming feel of it. Uh, you throw eggs at uh, items and jump and sort of flutter in the air. Really good game. Really enjoyable. Really recommend it. Is this one where you ride Yoshi? You're a baby. And is, and is this the first time you ride Yoshi? No, well, you, you ride Yoshi in Mario World because that's where right. Yoshi was introduced for the first time. Okay. Um, and you punch him in the head whenever you want him to stick his tongue out. And Miyamoto seems... recently came out and said that, that you're punching him in the head. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Animal uh, cruelty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Yoshi's Island, uh, you're, you play Yoshi and you're escorting baby Mario. Um, back back to the safe place. Uh, yeah, really good game. About 30 bucks for that one. So you should chase that one down. That's that's a must play. Yep. That's got the SFX chip in it as well, which came out towards the end of the super Nintendo life. Uh, and it just boosts up the visuals and it's really hard to emulate as well because of that SFX, uh, chip. That's why you don't see a lot of emulations. I've never heard of that. Uh, you're a sports game fan at all. I can be, can be basketball. I do like my basketball. Then you need to get NBA Jam Tournament Edition. <laughs> yes. Again, really good uh, port of it. Uh, it has big head mode. Doesn't have Michael Jordan in it because licensing. But great game. Great game. Um, so how similar fun. is it to the Wii version? Is that like a remake of this one or is it just another game? No, the Wii version the was a new version. Right. So again, brand new game. Same idea, different mechanics and everything because you use the... Uh, Wiimote as well, whereas this one's all yeah. controller based and just mm. he better. Um, now you said tournament edition. 
is mm-hmm. uh, what's the difference in the tournament edition and like a standard edition? Faster, um, again, just tweaked uh, gameplay mechanics, uh, different players on the roster, so like an updated roster. Uh, on the arcade, you could get Mortal Kombat characters because they were both made by Midway. I'm not <laughs> sure if you can on this, but I do know you can play as Bill Clinton in this one with a code. I thought you were going to say Cosby and I was going to go, ooh, God. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, so you can get that for about $25. Oh, wow. Okay, that sounds great. I do love my NBA. It's a good game. Uh, next one, Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim's a really fun platformer. Worm dude in a white suit? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Earthworm Jim. It's a really cool, even better TV show. But uh, the first one's a really mm. fun game. And is it like action platformer, did you say? Yeah, action platformer. Um, really Same fun. Same sort of graphics as the, as the cartoon? Pretty over yeah, the top, funny looking? 16-bit, so. But of yeah, they're all modeled on each of those characters and same type of humor. Is that pretty easy to find those? Or? Um, again, Super Nintendo games are getting harder to find anyway, but when you do find them, they're generally around those prices. Um, So last one that is probably within your price range that I'd recommend is a Super Game Boy. A Super Game Boy? Never heard of a Super Game Boy? Let's say I haven't. Okay, it was an add-on. It was a big cartridge that you plugged into the top of your Super Nintendo and then you got your Game Boy games and you plugged them into the top of that and you could play your Game Boy games on your Super Nintendo on the big TV. Okay, I I have seen... Pictures and footage. I didn't know that's what it was called. Um, I knew there was an adapter. Of course you do. (laughs) I knew there was an adapter for Game Boy games. That's really awesome. How well do the Game Boy games translate onto a TV screen? Like, oh, I mean, obviously they're blown up, but uh, a lot of the, especially the first party games, uh, uh, they they have a converter in it to make it look a lot better. So you can play like Pokemon on there, for example, um, really well. Uh, It adds color to it. It also adds borders. Yeah, to to some of them as well. Because uh, the aspect ratios, really, really worth having just to play. You like Game Boy games, you can pick up for like ten bucks now, five, ten dollars, and some of those yeah. games are absolute bangers. Like we spoke about a couple right. of episodes back, Hook on the Game Boy, yeah, you know, has no right to be as great. good as I think it is. <laughs> There's a lot of so, good yeah. games on the Game Boy. Well, that seems like I'm going to put that as a must-have because, uh, as we've talked about on the show, I recently got a Game Boy yeah. and have been picking up some Game Boy games here and there, and that sounds great. Yeah. It, how, it, how easy are they to find, and what sort of cost would you say? Relatively easy, actually. I'd say probably about thirty bucks you could get uh, one. Yeah. Right. Was it not real popular when it came out, and now there's just an abundance of them out there? Or? Wasn't hugely popular, no. Um, yeah. Right. But uh, um, I mean, popular enough in that it sold well, but. Mm. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I got one at launch and it was great. I played Pokemon on it. I played all my, I played Street Fighter on it for whatever reason. <laughs> Even though I had Street Fighter on the Super <laughs> Nintendo, I'll play the Game Boy version. And that game was awful. <laughs> all right, right, so well, I'm just, sorry. While you're going through that, I thought I might go through some of the games that you'll probably never own because of how much they are. Just for a little bit oh. of history aspect. Can I guess one? Yeah, go for it. Is Earthbound on there? Earthbound is on there. Um, so <laughs> a Earthbound cart, I think these are cart prices. No, no, these would be complete in box prices. Okay. So Earthbound complete in the box, $1,100. Are you US or Australian? No, that's Australian. These are all Australian. I converted them all. $1,100. Yep. Wow. Um, I have to really want that game. Chrono Trigger, one of my favorite games of all time. My favorite. Uh, just the cart. 150 to 200 dollars plus an adapter because they never released it in power version i've got the ds version i'll I'll stick with that one do you know how much that's worth the ds version's worth about 120 dollars are you kidding me right now yeah i paid like 30 bucks for it well you got yourself a big bargain there uh mega man x3 920 dollars just because of a slight run Okay. Uh, my next question was, why is it so expensive? Why is it so sought after? Again, came out towards the end of the console. The games that you should always pick up come out towards the end of the console's life because they're the ones where people are falling away and not many people pick yeah. them up. Uh, yeah, right. Some not so well-known, really expensive games. Aero yep. Fighters, which is just I an airplane game. $915. Right. Came out towards the end. And the last big one, 
uh, is an RPG called Hagani, The Final Conflict. I've never heard of this. No, so Hagani. it's like it's it's sort of like a black and green box with a knight's head on it. Uh, okay. RPG. Uh, that goes for two thousand two hundred dollars. Again, very low print run. Now, are you saying that that has sold for that much or people have asked that much? No, no, that's what they sell for. That's the going price. That is unreal. That is probably more than my car is worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on from that, because we have been going for quite a while, so we'll get to the end very, very shortly. I just wanted to go through some games in the Super Nintendo Holiday Shopper's Guide and see if any of these appeal to you. I've picked out four and I'm just going to okay. read the description to you and let's see if these take your, your fancy. Uh, so the first one here is called Wicked 18, and this is how they try and sell it. Tired of same old golf games? Play a round of 18-hole golf while avoiding obstacles like towering hills and hazardous traps. It's just a golf game. Like the you know what, though? And ha- yeah. I've been playing golf games of, of recently. So oh, but you'd love this. Cool. <laughs> Wicked 18. Like, Wicked 18. Look, looking at the screenshots, there's nothing different about it. It's just a golf game. Uh, but it's wicked. Yeah. Another action game is Lester the Unlikely. And this is how they sell this one. Have you ever wanted to be a geek? Here's your chance to be one in a tropical adventure that is rotoscoped animation. Great for adventure fans. Has nothing to do with being a geek. It's like a Have side I scroller. Ever wanted to be a geek. <laughs> I never got that option. it's basically just trying to cash in on the popularity of uh, another world and flashback and really poor rotoscoping platformer. It looks (laughs) awful. And I have no idea what the geek reference is. So this, this is bios that they're trying to sell to shops for them to buy the game. This, this is how these, yeah, this is their marketing. These games. This, I think this is the writers have seen screenshots and just made up what it is. (laughs) I don't think anyone actually played these games. Uh, here's one for you. Mario's Time Machine. You ever heard of these great. games? These are, edutainment. Right. these are edutainment games. Oh. So Mario's Missing was the first one, and mm-hmm. Mario's Time Machine is the second one. You play as Luigi. Is it History Lesson? Yep. Yep. Uh, so this one, which is the sequel to Mario's Missing, Luigi continues the search for his lost brother, and this time he'll have to travel through time. Answering questions and returning items turn up clues. That's it. That's it. I don't even know what I just read. Answering questions and returning items turn up clues. Okay. It doesn't make sense, but colour me intrigued. (laughs) All right, and here's the last one. An action game for you. Uh, It's called Pinky. Pinky is a lovable creature in search of the few remaining dinosaurs. This game has loads of options, great puzzles, and colourful graphics. So that's Can its I selling points. I'd um, like to call bullshit on the uh, loads of options. <laughs> <laughs> loads of options is one of their selling points. Loads of options. Loads of them. And Seven. colourful graphics. None of that two-tone graphic. We've got colour in ours. <laughs> and so was this like... When were these released? Uh, what was this? This was the 92? Uh, 93. 93. So this is like pretty deep into... It's been out for a while now. Yeah, this is the prime. I think this is people yeah. just trying to cash in on the Super Nintendo by rushing out really yeah, well. games. That's All crazy. right. So I did jump into our Hack the Dino Discord community, which you can join at bit.ly backslash Hack the Dino and ask some of the people there what their favorite games are. So I've got a couple here that I might recommend to you. We've okay. spoken about most of them. Uh, Ty Grundy cool. suggested Super Punch-Out or Unirally. Unirally is a really cool racing game. Well, not even a Uni- racing game. Unirally. As in like single wheel? As in you're a, you play a unicycle and you go along a track in a time. You have to reach it to the end in a certain time. And the best thing about that, that, you can get that for about $10, $15. It's a really underrated game. Really cool. I want to play that. Unicycle Rally. I'm in. Uni Rally. Yep. Okay. Epoleon suggested Link to the Past, which is a very good choice. Uh, Anto said Super Metroid. Excellent. Got that on my list. And Dust Veilbeard 
suggested Kirby Superstar of all games, which is not something I'd expect. So Kirby Superstar was uh, a game that had seven short subsections with the same basic gameplay and then two mini-games in it. Okay. Is this... um, So I recently played a little bit of Kirby Superstar Allies. Right. On the Switch. Yep. Is it was that something to do with this? Is this a remake? Is this, I'm I I'd never heard of not, it. I just play. I mean, I know Kirby, but yeah, I'm not too sure. Kirby games have always been at a loss for me because I played. I never really liked Kirby games because I got the first uh, one of the first ones on the Game Boy called um, Kirby in Dreamland, I think. Yep. Uh, and discovered that you could cheese it just by floating up to the top of the screen and flying across the top of the level, and then just <laughs> going down at the exit. And you could do that for the whole game up until like the bosses. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it is. But, you know, after that, I went, oh, these games are rubbish. So I just never bothered with a Kirby game again. The only thing I really know about Kirby is if you play Kirby in Smash Brothers, you're kind of shunned as a loser and a cheat. Yeah, fair enough. Because I played Kirby in Smash Brothers. (laughs) That's right. I play Link. (laughs) Uh, So after we've gone through all that, you've taken some notes. Which games do you think you're going to try... Uh, and chase down. And again, may I recommend, unless you get them at a really good price, stay away from the ones that you can get on the Super Nintendo Mini. Okay, well, I've, I've got... What I've done is I've put in stars... I've put in... Put in? Putin? Putin. Putin. Uh, I've put stars next to the must-plays. So this doesn't mean must-buy, but it means must-play. Okay. So I've my must-play list, which is coincidentally at 10. Oh, cool. Kind of nice, kind of nice number. Um, so it doesn't mean that I'll buy all of these, but it def- I definitely want to play and experience these games. Is uh, Super Metroid, mm-hmm. Super Mario World, mm-hmm. Super Mario All Stars, Street Fighter Two Turbo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Time, F Zero, Super Game Boy. Don't really play Super Game Boy, but it's going to be a must own. Yep. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, Yoshi's Island. I didn't write the whole title, sorry. Yep. And NBA Jam. That's my. That's going to be my top 10 goal list. Right. So they're the experience. ones you want to play. So out of them, which ones are you going to try and pick up? Or are you only going to sort of hover around and, and try and pick up some when you can? Look, I will. I think my... I think I really want to go for core Mario games mm-hmm. first. Right. Because it just seems like the right thing to do. Mario being sort of the biggest um, icon of Nintendo. So I think I'm going to go for things like Mario World, Mario All-Stars. Um, look, I will probably add a Mario Kart onto that list, make it at number 11, try and pick those up. Nice. And sort of have them as my goals to pick up first. Um, having said that, I'll probably pick up whatever I can find yeah, as well. Enough. But I really think you should put Mortal Kombat 2 on there as well. Just We'll, just make, it, we'll make it top 12. That that? Yeah, I reckon you'd enjoy it. It's not alienating as the new games are. It, okay. It's very user-friendly. Oh, good to hear. Is it a little bit more simplified? Yes, much more. Much more. Yeah, because I really like the look and everything and how they play in the, of the new ones, but I find them so complex and I, re- I feel like I have to write everything down. Yeah. To try. It's like remembering a code. This was the game before they introduced that really complex um, combo system. Oh, awesome. Cool. But yeah, and then I've got... Um, probably taking off my list things like super punch out and star fox as a i might pick them up if i find them cheap somewhere yep um and then i've got other ones on there same with donkey kong country i'll probably pick it up cheap if i find if i find it cheap somewhere Mm -hmm. um but then other things that i'd like to have in a collection now is uni rally because that sounds freaking amazing yeah it's good fun um but also diddy's conquest um kirby superstars because i like the idea of that one as well um, Earthworm Jimmy, so you make it sound really fun. But yeah, so there, that's kind of where I'm sitting at. There's about Excellent. 20 games on my page, 10, now 12 of them, which are must plays, and a couple that I'm probably going to just pick up if I come across them cheap, and others which I would like to play eventually. Excellent. So I reckon what we'll do is we'll send you on your way to go and collect and play them. And then we'll come back in a couple of months time after you've played a couple of those games, knocked a couple off and we'll have a chat about your first time experience playing them. That sounds great. Now I have one other question. Yep. There. Any accessories I should be on the lookout for? Uh, not, not really. Like the Super Game Boy is probably the most, but maybe if you see another controller, get that. 
So that's um, one thing I'd like to do. I'd like to be able to get another controller. But I mean, uh, they're pretty I easy to come across. Light guns or anything like that that I should look out for. That would be no. The only light gun. The only light gun that came out was the Super Scope, which was like a bazooka, and yep. that was awful. Um, okay. No, like, not really. Not really, no. So I'm just looking around my collection. Um, Super Nintendo was pretty much self-contained. Yeah, it seems like the 64 is where they took off with lots and lots of accessories. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like absolutely. that because it means it's easier to get the things that I'm after then. <laughs> yeah, for now. For now, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Anyway, this has been the Retro Trigger. I've been Ben Rosenthal, and that's been Floppy Staric. We are members Beam. of Hack the Dino. You can catch us over at uh, youtube.com backslash hack the dino or on podcast apps everywhere or over on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash hack the dino where we talk about video games, not just retro stuff. Uh, at the moment, I'm thinking maybe I might want to do one of these once a month, focusing on a different bit of retro. I might have a guest. It might just be me. Who knows? Don't know what I'm doing. Um, so subscribe to that to, to see if that happens. Uh, Floppy, what do you got to plug? Uh, look, if you would like to see how I'm going with this, head over to Instagram, look up Floppy Plays Games. I regularly post uh, games that I'm looking forward to playing or that I've picked up. So I dare say you'll start seeing some, hopefully, cross fingers, you'll start seeing some of these pop up on there as well. Excellent. And you can see me and my pickups and various bits of my collection over on Instagram as well, at Mr. Benjam, one word. Uh, thank you very much for giving us your ears and eyes and no, I've already made that joke, so we're, we're just going to leave now. Bye.